Hey there, Murder Townies. It's Gary here. And Shannon, back from PETA. And we are back for another extended interview. Super excited for this one today. Yeah, this is the interview we chose to end our season with, and um, it really broke the case wide open for us. Yeah, well, I mean, we broke the case ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and we we solved it. So we solved it. This just happened to be our last interview. Yeah, it's sort of uh, you know when those sort of happenstance things, those universes collide. And that's where the magic is. Really, it's it's touched by an angel. Before we dive into that, we just want to remind everyone, uh, as always, that our tip line is seven three one four murder. That's seven three one. For murder. And especially right now in the uh, spooky-ooky days of October, no better way to celebrate Halloween than by calling in uh, and leaving a potentially slanderous tip on a murder tip line. Yeah, if you have really anything at all since we already solved the case, but if you have any leads on other murders, we are uh, about to start in on season two. Mm -hmm. So if you have anything that would be a good murder for that season or um, kind of just anything at all at this point, like a recipe, um, favorite movie, um, a review of A Star is Born, I don't want to pay to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... It's the sort of movie where it's like, absolutely want to see it, mm-hmm. but do I want to pay to see it? Yeah, and and it's really, yeah, do I, I want to pay for something that I know will be on my mom's Netflix account? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to kind of speed up us consuming A Star is Born, uh, just give that number a call again, 731 murder and uh, this is also a quick reminder to download our um, episodes on any of your podcast platforms. Just get those downloads on there. Yeah, you don't even have to listen to them, frankly, um, as long as you're downloading them. Although I don't know how you get this message without listening to them. Uh, That's a very good question. Um, chicken and the egg. Who knows? Chicken. I mean egg. Oh, yeah. In any case, uh, please enjoy this extended interview with Chattapicnic cartoonist Gary um, Please enjoy this interview with Gary. Yes. So if you can just give us a level, let us know your name and then give us a level on the mic. Uh, what do you mean? At a level of like sound? Yeah. So it's like uh, we have a recording device, and that just sort of lets us see where we need to set the level at. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, my name's uh, Gary Sizzizizniak. Uh, sorry, I sometimes have trouble with my own name. Gary Sizzizniak. Oh. How many? Gary Gary Sizzizniak. Gary Sizzizniak. Yeah, there there's so fourteen consonants in my last name. Wow, is wow. that just S Z S C a bunch of times? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a Z S yeah S Z. There's some Z Ys and a few Z Ns in there as well. Interesting. Gary Sizzizniak. And if you throw a few more Zzzzs in there, I'll respond. 
Oh, that's fun. Um, <laughs> you'll still respond. To <laughs> yeah, it I'll still respond. That's pretty um, good. Well, thank you. Pardon me for being presumptuous. Is a Polish name? Uh, yeah, it's Polish. Oh, wow. fascinating. Mm -hmm. Are you, um, how many generations removed from Poland are you? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Okay. Um, uh -huh. um, my ancestor, I sent, I actually had a DNA test uh, sent in. You know, I did one of those ancestry.com oh, uh, things. Yeah, to, sure. to we find can't out. legally say that. They said they keep, they won't be our sponsor. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, sorry. Sorry. We can say the uh, DNA testing yeah. down at the police station, though. Yeah, DNA testing at the police station dot com, uh, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the police the police station was kind enough to test my DNA just for fun, um, cool. and uh, they because I was curious as to how Polish I was. And uh, they, the results, the police came back and they actually said that they had never had anyone's, they, they didn't know where my DNA was from. It was untraceable. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, they said they wow. had, uh, it was a, they, they honestly could not tell anything about my DNA. They said it was just completely unique. Oh, um, wow. But my last name is Polish. Oh, so I know wow. my last name is Polish, but I really don't know uh, who or where, you know, my blood came from, at least. Have you ever considered that you might be an alien or an angel? Oh, um, you know, I have entertained the idea. I've always thought that there was something uh, more to the, you know, the, the earth that we live on. I mean, we're kind of limited by our own consciousness, you know. We're, we're limited by our own uh, we're stuck in time, you know. So I've always felt that there were, there was a higher, there are higher planes of existence, um, but I, I never have felt a, a greater connection to that. I feel like this would be a great time to bring up your cartoon strip. Uh, it's about. Uh, well, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your cartoon? Yeah, um, I I have been very successful cartoonist. I've luckily been able to make my career off of. Uh, drawings, doodles, sketches, call them what you want. I, I, I don't care. To me, they, they're my life's work. They're art, you know. Mm -hmm. um, my cartoon strip uh, ran uh, in the Sunday Funnies nationally for uh, a year um, until it was pulled and run at a regional level and then in our local newspaper for about... 50 years, you know. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, wow. You're older than I thought you were. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, uh, I've got a young voice. Yeah. Um, you and a, a young old face, a young old face over there. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and anytime I'm on the phone, I usually, uh, it's, it's very awkward because people think that I'm a little boy. They say, I, I usually call them and they say, uh, sir, is your mother home? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I have to say, no, I, <laughs> I'm a 78-year-old man. Wow. Wow. You yeah. do sound incredibly young for 78. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you know, when you're drawing, you don't talk a lot. And oh. you, you okay. just save those chords. I guess I'm going to sound pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon doesn't draw. so I talk a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, I suppose, so anyway, I guess I should uh, go on about my cartoon. So some of you may have uh, read it uh, when it was... Uh, in national syndication, uh, the title was uh, Our Sunken Existence. 
Um, it, uh, it dealt with a range of topics, some light, some heavy, depending on what was going on in my life at the time. Um, commented a lot on politics. It commented a lot on, uh, you know, death, a lot on death, politics and death mainly. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. What, what would you, how would you describe your politics? Yeah, you could just call me Gary. Gary. It's, okay. it's fine. Hey, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's, that's totally fine. I prefer to be called by my first name, my last name. Uh, it's, it's a little impersonal, you know. It's, uh-huh. uh, sure. It always reminds me that I, if, if, I, if I get called by my last name, it, it makes me feel like I'm being reviewed, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I was often and very poorly reviewed. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh, we we are often poorly reviewed as well, so we know the feeling. We try to submit our, um, we like to call it a radio show, but yeah. it's really a podcast to mm-hmm. all sorts of publications for review. Yeah, and oftentimes we get a rejection. Yeah, it's we're we're batting a thousand in uh in that department. Sure. So you were your polit- How how would you self describe your political view? Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I would like to believe I'm uh, pretty central, pretty pretty moderate, um, but every other person I have met has uh, has said that I'm I'm very extremely uh, kind of off off the spectrum really. Uh, I, I, my my cartoon strip was often uh, described as as some at some points. Uh, nihilistic and and uh with with a uh i guess a tinge of anarchy to it um sure. which i i'm i've never felt i've never felt like that personally but mm-hmm. you know i can't i can't help what comes out on the page you know uh, my comic strip is ultimately pulled um because there were so many people uh, complaining about how graphic the the cartoons were Oh, wow. Wow. So even after 50 years of a local syndication, it was pulled even from your own town. Well, the the, the town always loved it, you Uh know. Um, This town has always, uh, there's always, death is just a part of it, you know. So when I depicted the uh, President Clinton at the time uh, severed into a hundred pieces lying in a pit of razor blades um, on the, yeah, on the, uh, on the eve of, uh, on the eve of the new millennium entitled that's the nineties was the caption. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm glad you guys found it funny. It is. It is very, that is very, this is very ahead of its time. Uh, Pardon the pun, but that is some razor sharp satire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very. I feel like um, I feel like that could come back. Yeah, you know, a lot of people did not take kindly to it, it's especially since, uh, um, you know, uh, President Clinton was pretty much on his way out uh, by that time. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so that was like a uh, just kicking a horse while it's down. Or yeah, a lot of people called it uncalled for, but to me. Um, I've, I've never really seen, I've always believed that, you know, the way our country progresses is through cartoons, uh, whether that's political, whether that's uh, social, um, or, you know, economic progression, a lot of the times is, uh, through cartoons. Uh, and that's been my worldview. 
Um, but I also, you know, just to kind of give you some perspective, uh, it, I believe it was in uh, 2000, uh, uh, mid-2007, 2008, I followed up um, with another cartoon that depicted a decapitated George W. Bush um, in a pit of hypodermic needles. Uh, and, it, uh, and it said, well, that's 2007, or about 2000 through 2008 for you. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's dead on. That's dead on. It's, uh, um, if, if I may point out, very similar to your 2000 strip. Did, did, was people's reaction similar? Yeah, uh, I think people's reaction was, was similar. There's a lot of outrage. Uh, you know, I know George W. Bush was not a popular man at the time, but a lot of people still saw it as too far, you know. Yeah. Um, luckily, a lot of those people, by that time, my comic strip had been pulled from national and regional syndication. It was still just kind of going along the, in, the, in the state of Wisconsin. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, people, a lot of people were outraged, but Wisconsin has always, you know, kind of swung both ways in that, a lot of people saw it as tasteful, you know, especially people mm. in uh, Chattapicnic, you know. No, yeah. no one saw anything wrong with that. With a president <coughs> laying in a pit of hypodermic needles. Yeah, decapitated George W. Bush in a pit of hypodermic oh. needles. With a, and, and it was interesting because, you know, I was really able to make it throughout my career unscathed. And, uh, you know, every investigation by the FBI came up clean. I was invest every time I published one of those comics I would get investigated by the FBI. Um, how, but how many times were you investigated by the FBI? For the comics? Yeah. For the comics or just like overall? I guess maybe both categories would be helpful. Were you investigated for things besides the comics? Oh yeah. Can I ask what sort of uh, things? Um, they were uh, you know I, there was a point in my life uh, right after my strip was pulled from the national syndication, right after our sunken existence was kind of pulled uh, from that, uh, from the national scale, uh, where I would call, I would, I, I called the post office, I called, as, I would call a post office every single day, um, and, uh, well, I, I would. I made I made a lot of threats to the post office. Uh, uh, so uh, this was, if I'm not mistaken, you were pulled after the uh, Millennium strip. Would this have been post 9/11? Yes. This uh, was this was this was uh, actually, you know, this was uh, yeah. Post 9/11, I think this this might have taken place. This was like October of 2001. Uh, oh wow! I, I can definitely. S- yeah, um, that's a that was, was a, a very really sensitive time. Yeah, very tense. A very sensitive time. But I uh, I do uh, I am fascinated by your tenacity as a, a visionary and to stick to your uh, guns, so to speak, in the way that yeah. you did. And, uh, oh yeah, I, I I love my guns, you know. Uh, oh, I oh. I was speaking metaphorically. You mm. have guns oh, as I, well. 
I, I have a lot of guns. That was another, you know, time and time again, that was something. I, I had all the, all the evidence was kind of stacked up against me, but time and time again, I was able to escape uh, prosecution by the FBI because uh, they could find no, I mean, I, I, do have an arse, I do have a rather large collection um, of you were going to say rifles. Ar- arsenal. Ars- you were gonna, yeah. Yeah, arsenal is a strong term um, for for it, but you know, I, I a collection is 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 what I like to call it. Okay. It's a, a collection a of collection, guns. I guess the main difference between a collection and an arsenal is, I feel, a collection is unused and an arsenal is in use. Yeah. Yes, Did and. My guns, although they are loaded and ready for use, are not always being used. Sometimes I do another another thing that I used to do that I kind of uh, got into after my cartoon was pulled from national syndication was I would draw with uh, I I started drawing some cartoons with assault rifles. Mm-hmm. I would, oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, I live on I live on the have about a, a 25 acre plot on the out, outskirts of outskirts of town, and uh, I have my own range, and I would set up a large piece of paper and I would uh, I would draw an outline and I would sometimes it take me four to five weeks to draw one of these large cartoons uh, because I'd have to draw it on the actual uh, on the actual panel on the piece of paper mm-hmm. uh, large enough and then I shoot the outline like trace my own drawing with bullets uh, wow. and wow. Uh, sometimes I was able I would you know around Christmas time uh, I would hang them up you know well, along the highway or along my driveway where they so people would pass by that people could see were they Christmas themed? Sometimes they were holiday oh. themed. Sometimes, oh wow, that's a creative. That's creative. Uh, creative I I can you. understand how some people would find that very festive, and some of it would some people would find it almost a a threat. Right. Yeah, uh, a lot of people did find it threatening. Um, those people generally were from out of town. They weren't, you know, kind of. Yeah. They weren't mm-hmm. accustomed to the Shadow Picnic way, which is a kind of, a, you know, laughs in, in the face of existence and death as a whole. It's, you know, I, I was still, it was a dark point in my life, but I still, uh, I still was happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me not to be happy. Now, I noticed on this uh, wall of your studio here, uh, you have. Um, a collection of folders, and uh, one of them says "confidential" on it. Mm-hmm. Could, I, I'm a little bit nosy. Could you maybe t- give me a hint as to what's in there? It's a uh, it's a comic book. Oh. oh, oh. Is the the comic book is titled "Confidential"? Uh, well, it's it's confidential because it's a work in progress. Uh, uh. It, you know, I've been working on it. It's been my most recent project, you know. I've uh, luckily uh, I made enough money um, and made some good investments with the money I made from my years worth of national syndication uh, to, you know, not have to work for the past ten years. 
and uh, you know I'm a 78 year old man. I'm, I'm getting older, as a but not ready to leave yet. And uh, <laughs> and it's it's my next project. I've always wanted to write a comic book. That's great. So That's you're great. still working. Do you have mm-hmm. uh, do you have a, a family or is it just you? Uh, it's it's just it's been just me uh, for a long time. I had a family, a slight family. A slight um, family. Yeah, it was uh, a few years. Uh, I was I was married. I married into a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My first and only wife uh, had a couple of grown sons. Uh, at the time when I married her, I married when I was uh, forty three. Oh. Yeah, married when I was 43 and uh, was widowed when I was 44. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I, I appreciate that, though. I'm are, are you still in contact with um, with your uh, your wife's uh, grown sons? Oh, uh, I, I, I wish I was, but I can't contact them. They are both in jail. They're both oh. in, in prison for life. Is that, oh. is that connected to your wife's demise? Yes. They killed my wife. Oh. Oh, wow. That's horrible. My that's, stepsons killed my wife. That's terrible. That's terrible. I, um, one, want to say, offer my condolences, but also, I guess, offer a congratulations, because this is the first case we've heard of where somebody was actually brought to justice for yeah. uh, committing murder. It's a, I, that's pretty impressive that they, was that not in Chattapicnic that that happened, or that was here? Uh, that, we, at the time, um, we were living in uh, Minnesota. Oh, so uh, they're, yeah. they're Okay, that makes sense. That Minneapolis, St. Paul. That makes oh, yeah. sense. They were twins, and they, yeah, they was the Twin City Killers. Uh, oh, even oh, though so they only they killed one woman, they called them the Twin City Killers because they were kill- They were twins, and they killed their mother. Uh, so it was a it was a big news story. Did you did you feel inclined at all to? Do you put your life into your cartoons? Ever? Oh yes, I I wrote multiple cartoons on the murder. Yeah, you know, oh, and it wow. helped kind of. It was interesting because it was an, it it really captivated the state, you know, at the time. It was a big, it was very gruesome, uh, very gruesome murder. Uh, the, it and and it really garnered a lot of attention, mm-hmm. and everyone was looking to me, and I was kind of like, well, hey, buddy, I'm just as surprised as you are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just. To, to be very honest, I it was a very quick marriage. We had dated for maybe three to four months. Mm-hmm. We were married, and then a year later, she was dead by the hands of her stepsons. You know, yeah. so I'm just kind of a a, pa- a passenger in this whole journey too. So I was just as interested and as b- blown away by this. So I, I drew cartoons for years that commented wow. on this. Could you so, describe one of those to us? Yeah, I a lot of people said I went on for too long. You know, because I was drawing cartoons based on this for probably like three to four years after. And a lot of people said, we, we, they they said, we've had enough, Gary. Yeah. A lot of, but sorry. Uh. Most of them uh, were just pictures of the crime scene. I would often, I would often just draw the crime scene, but with a different caption every day. So it's the same picture, but with a different caption every day. And that went on for about two to three years. Wow. I could, and this was running in the 
Sunday funny papers. Yeah. I have to ask, because that sort of setup, um, it sounds to me like that would... it, Like, if I were reading that same comic with different text uh, mm. for three years, it would feel to me like you're, like, peddling a conspiracy theory about her death. Did the, Was that part of it? Yeah, I mean, in part, uh, the, the conspiracy theory I had was that it, it was her two sons who sure. were conspiring to kill her. But they were also convicted, uh, and everybody knew that it was them? Yes. So the, your conspiracy theory was that these two young men killed their mother and then got arrested. Yes. That was my conspiracy theory. And that was exactly what it turned out to be. Okay. And it was, a, I guess it was a conspiracy because they, okay. They conspired I see. with each other to kill their mother. I guess sure. that's not really the, the traditional definition of a conspiracy theory. I'm pretty sure we were the ones who said it was a conspiracy theory first. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people have their traditional definition of a conspiracy theory, but it was my theory that these boys conspired to kill their mother, and that theory was proven true. So I guess it's less of a conspiracy theory and more of a conspiracy fact or a conspiracy crime because I I testified in court. I might just call it a conspiracy. Yes, and that the boys conspired to kill their mother. Right. So it was premeditated. It definitely was premeditated. And these captions you wrote on the drawings of the murder scene, were they humorous in nature? They were. I, you know, they started out, when the, when the murder first happened, I was stricken by grief. And so they would often be, uh, I remember I drew a picture of the crime scene, which involved uh, their mother gutted um, oh, God. In, out on the lawn at their house wow. uh, and uh, there were we had a small farm at the time and mm-hmm. um, animal, the animals were gutted as well oh, God. Um, oh. so there were gutted pigs oh. gutted chickens oh. uh, two gutted alpacas so there are all these gutted animals uh, and among them was my first wife um, and uh, the first, I was so stricken by grief and by the horror of what uh, her two sons did uh, that I would just, I just wrote um, the work of two boys underneath, and huh. that ran in the in the Sunday funnies, um, and. You know, that was the first one. And that, to me, wasn't very funny. Yeah. But sure. The, but what it said in the Sunday Funnies amid, yeah. amongst all of it was more of just like, it, was, it, was, it just needed to be seen. Right. You know, it just sure. needed right. to be there. Sure. And sort of like you, you, got, you got Blondie and Garfield and Family Circus having a fun little time. And you're like, but, and also... This part of life is also silly. Yeah, and right. then we have to get to our sunken existence, and yeah. so that was like the first. That was the first one I drew, and that. But then slowly over time, uh, 
they became more humorous. Like I, I see this one that you have on the wall, and it's part of a, a Sunday year in review, and it's the same. Uh, it's the same image, but the caption just says, well, that's 2014 for you. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, when I was beginning to become a little more, uh, a little more, more lighthearted. So sure. this was, this, this one was drawn significantly after your, uh, after the experience, after the murder, because you said that was when you were about 40. Well, yeah. actually, it looks Four. like the, the date on that is, it's the year in review, 1989. Yeah. So you were predicting the future. That's fantastic. That's really great. I uh, I have not seen an art like that, if I can be so frank, in quite a while. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. And so progressive. Yeah, they kind of just like uh, my whole. A lot of my career for years centered around this one event. Yeah. You know? And uh, a lot of uh, some people wrote in and they were very, very appalled and disgusted. But I got a, a one or two letters saying that it really helped people through a, a rough time. Sure. Did you find people had similar experiences of having a loved one murdered with gutted animals all around them? Uh, it, I don't know if, if people had as much of a uh a similar experience as they may, as that scene may have encompassed what they felt on the inside. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I remember getting a letter from a young man. I think his name, I think his name was Tim. Uh, and he wrote saying that he was a fan of, uh, you know, get, let me let me see if I can find the letter. Real sure, fast. sure, yeah. Sure. I keep yeah. I keep my fan. I get so few fan letters uh-huh. that mm-hmm. I keep all of them in a folder that I look at when I'm feeling down. Yeah, oh, I just love, give me I one love, second. Sure, you got a lot of folders around here. Okay, yeah. Okay, here it is. Um, uh, it says, "Dear Mr. Zizniak, uh, huge fan." Your comics have helped me identify the blackness within my life and wade into the darkness that is our sunken existence. Yours truly, Tim McVeigh. Oh. And I thought that was, I, I, I knew, I, and I don't, I never knew, I wrote him back to say thank you, but I never got anything back and I never knew what happened to him. Yeah. But I, I did give me a lot. It really, like, kind of brought me, gave me a shining light, knowing that a yeah. few people read and enjoyed that. Uh, I guess we can't be, I mean, it, it's not the least, or it's not the most common name, but we, I we're mean, pretty confident that that's the Oklahoma City Bomber. I'm sorry? He probably... What you're, I, I assume soon after that letter was written, um, blew up a bomb or two. Yeah, he blew up a building, a federal building in Oklahoma City. He took out a preschool with it. Uh, who? Uh, who? <laughs> um, heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. It's great that you inspired someone, though. It's great. Yeah, that's. I think that's important. 
that's the important takeaway, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was what year? Well, in 1994, like something, early huh. 90s, early 90s. Hmm. We're both pretty young. We're I was we're uh, under 30. So. <laughs> oh, okay. But I sound 100. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't that's be surprised, you know, yeah. that, you know, that was the 90s for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that there it was, is. That's, you should make that one into a, uh, into a cartoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a picture of the Oklahoma City bombings and then the caption, that's the 90s for you. Sounds great. Yeah, that, that's generally the type of stuff that I would do. Yeah. That's kind of the cool. stuff that was my bread and butter. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you uh, always want to be a cartoonist growing up? You know, I, I didn't. Uh, drawing was just kind of something that helped uh, express the, the anger I had as a young boy. It helped express uh, the the angst I felt. You know, I think originally I I wanted to uh, be involved in the manufacture of weapons. Oh, uh, oh I see. Uh-huh. And uh, I, but I was just I was never smart enough. I never had enough of a math brain, so uh, I just kind of took to drawing as a as a way to cope with, you know, the my listlessness and and you know kind of sense of uh, or like loss of purpose yeah sure your strip that you have is it um one of those like a gary larson where there's not recurring characters or do you have characters that you've i would imagine for 50 years become fairly close with yeah uh there are there are a few recurring characters of course uh, my deceased wife was a recurring character. Her 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 corpse was Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Her she was a, a recurring character. My sons, my murderous sons, they were recurring characters. Uh-huh. Um Satan. Uh, uh I had a character whoa. called Satan. Was um, it you know Satan like the devil or Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I would often Satan would it would come up a lot in my comics too. Um, Satan, like a trickster, funny kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was as funny as he could be. Um, and then I had the Pig Lord, um, which was a uh, it was a the head of a pig on uh, like a stick. I could never I could never draw pig bodies quite well enough. You know, so, so kind of like that, pearls to swine. Yeah, kind of like pearls before oh, swine. Sure, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I'm a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. By the way, great. Um, but yeah, I had I had the pig lord, um, which was kind of like a pig's head on a stick, uh, that would, you know, kind of like, you know, it, it didn't have any legs. It was just a pig's head on a stick, but it would move yeah. around. Um, he was a recurring character of mine. Uh, people really responded well to him. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, so there's Satan, Pig Lord, um, my deceased wife, her two murderous sons. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Because there was a time... When 
you know, a lot of those other characters are escaping my mind right now. Yeah, you got a uh, yeah. real glassy look there for a minute. Yeah, yeah you, like you, you kind of uh, had just a kinda were flooded with memories that you'd rather not have. Yeah, it kind of looked like you uh, went to a different universe for a yeah. moment. Yeah, well, I kind of live in in a world, you know. I know I was speaking of about the those different planes of existence earlier, but I, I feel like I kind of uh, at points ebb and flow into that that a darker plane. Sure. You know? Sure. Sure. Um, I sometimes. And this happens a lot when I'm drawing. I, I kind of slip into that sort of fugue state of uh, where I'm almost accessed by something else, you know. Like mm-hmm. flow. There's a book about it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like a dark flow, oh. I would say. Oh. Uh, but, I mean, I still remain very happy throughout it, you know. I cannot stress how much joy drawing brings me and how much joy my cartoons bring me. Otherwise, I don't think I would have made it 78 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I wouldn't deny if that, that flow has, it comes from a dark place and from a dark, a darker plane. I, I, I do at some points, uh, I, my wife, when she was alive in the year that we were together, when she'd come, I'd usually shut the door and I draw anytime from like two to three in the morning, usually like 3 a.m. was when I got my best drawings done. And I would lock the door and I, when she went to sleep at night, she would say, uh, honey, are you coming to bed? And I would say, no, I have some work to do. Don't worry about me. And one time she got up into the bathroom in the middle of the night and I was drawing in my parlor. And I guess I hadn't locked the door quite enough and she uh, saw the light on uh, it was like a, a like a red light. It was kind of like a dark room. Uh, I, sure. I chose to draw yeah. by a uh, red light, and she saw it emanating. She thought that was kind of weird, so she opened the door, and there I was. Apparently, I don't remember this. This is just what my wife said. Again, she's deceased now. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, was, my eyes had rolled back into my head, uh, and I was vomiting. Uh, on the floor and and uh, using my vomit uh, to, to like essentially finger painting with uh, my vomit oh and oh, wow. oh wow on a piece of paper and she said I just kept vomiting and uh, it just kept painting and I was mumbling something uh, you know about the, the pig god or the pig lord is yeah. the pig lord wow. character and uh, yeah, and I ended up that I, I mean I don't remember making it, but I certainly remember it getting published. Yeah. So you sent your vomit painting off to the publisher. Yeah, I sent it. I I submitted it, and it was published um, in uh, the state newspaper uh, in the Wisconsin Crier, uh, and I believe I believe it was in the two thousands somewhere in. In the wow. early to mid two thousands. Okay. Yeah. So that that gives you a little bit of insight as to like my process. That I really, you know, it's tough for me because I just I just I kind of like slip in and out. You know, I start drawing and then I I kind of come to, and here I have this 
this drawing in front of me, a cartoon. Wow. It and sounds like uh, if I were a religious person, I might say that you sound possessed a little bit. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, a few a few people have approached me uh, via letter or by showing up at my house. What sort and, of people? Uh, a few some some religious religious zealots, a few federal agents, you know. Sure. Several times. Oh, this is when you were being investigated by the FBI. Yeah, f- uh, one of the one of the few times. One of the other times. Yeah, the, yeah. The, not for one of my cartoons, but for, um, for, for your gun crimes. Possession. Yeah. For yeah. For I mean, I I've been investigated by the FBI for not only my cartoons, but for the threats I made to postal employees uh, at, shortly after 9/11. Um, I've been investigated by the FBI for uh, I was a suspect in my own wife's murder oh, um, wow. for a oh, short wow. time wow. Um, before I I was able to get my conspiracy theory across that, oh. The, oh, that, that my two murderous sons conspired sons. to kill my wife Did wow. you were you the one who sort of headed up that theory yeah well, you put it out huh? I put it out there yeah and I, and I was such a beloved cartoonist in the city. I mean, well, not beloved in that city, but you know, people had become familiar with my work, and it, generally, I was known enough that people said this guy couldn't have possibly killed his wife. Mm-hmm. It uh-huh. had to have been his murderous sons. And then you spent three years drawing the crime scene over and over. Yeah. Was over and over with different captions, yeah. Was part of um, getting your conspiracy theory across um, just always referring to your sons as your two murderous sons? Like, did you, even before the murders, refer to them as your two murderous sons? Yeah. I said, yeah. I always had a feeling okay. that... I always had a theory that they were going to kill my wife. So you uh, had a, a theory that they were going to conspire... To kill, to kill my wife. Okay. Yeah. And then your theory came true. And then my theory came true when they killed my wife, and they, it kind of was a self-fulfilling prophecy because I would always call them my murderous sons, and you know even before the murders happened, and then they eventually became my murderous sons. Wow. Wow, that's a uh, some really incredible foresight on your part. It really is. To. Uh, have intuited that yeah I've kind of like always gone through life kind of knowing what was going to happen you know have you guys ever felt that like you wake up and you have a knowledge of what's going to happen that day and all the terrible things that will happen on earth yeah usually I feel that uh leading up to my period yeah, I can't say that I um, feel that way. I guess I am a little confused if um, you feel that way, and yet you had not heard of uh, Timothy McVeigh's crimes. Oh, yes, Timothy McVeigh? Yeah. Yeah, my fan, Timothy McVeigh. Right, yeah. and how he committed the Oklahoma City bombing. You hadn't we just foresaw any of this or saw any of the news? On the this was Oklahoma big news, City, and this yeah. is different than the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I oh, can see how they get <laughs> We weren't clear That's, enough before. Yeah. Uh, so the guy yeah. who wrote you a uh, friendly fan mail actually went on to um, blow up a federal building yeah. and take with it many lives. Yeah, he didn't trade away Kevin Durant. That's a different hmm. thing. Or not, I guess, let him go on free agency. Oh. Oh, okay. Timothy McVeigh let a, like a preschool full of children go in free agency to heaven. Oh. Okay. You know, I was I was mixing up the two in my mind. That's why I didn't get well, it early. I was mixing I th- up the Oklahoma City bombing with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I see. Oh, you thought that somebody who played for the Thunder. I thought Timothy the- McVeigh, when uh-huh. you said he was the Oklahoma City bombing, mm. that that was that that was the basketball team. It's not. And it's it's the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's a horrible tragedy. Yeah. Which sometimes I'm sure that team could be too. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a good one. Uh, I don't find that funny. Oh. Are you a big fan? I just, yeah, I I just don't think that that is much of a laughing matter. Fair. Sports teams losing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I mean, no. I don't think that's... I don't see the humor. I'm a professional humorist, and I don't yeah. see the humor in that. Sure. I guess, yeah, the fan Murder. base, is it's not fun to lose. No, it's never fun to lose. Murder scenes, on the other hand, have humor in them. They do. Everything has humor in it. Except, Except sports, teams. sports teams losing. Yeah, there's no humor in that. I see. I see. That's, that's, a, that's a loss I would never want to experience. I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. My wife was gutted. Sure. On, the fr- on my front lawn sure. with all my alpacas, we can my see pigs, yes. and my, my, my murderous sons cackling but on the lawn. But you don't want like a basketball team that plays 82 games a season and no team has ever gone undefeated. You don't want them to have any losses. My God, no. I, I would never wish that type of loss on anyone. But if a gutted wife and gutted alpacas and murderous sons that's that's just a that's just a part of our sunken existence oh wow that's very profound yeah that's and that's kind of what i'm what all i am ultimately trying to say with my comic do you feel after you pass um how would you like people to remember you I would like to be remembered as a man who brought joy into the world, as much joy as he could Mm -hmm. through uh, his lighthearted take, you know, um, on on life. Uh, I'd like to be known as a a lover of fun, uh, a lover of, uh, you know, someone who... It could be cynical at times, but ultimately has a a good, an optimistic point of view, mm-hmm. you know, who kind of like sees the best in the worst. Um, and and also as as an artist and a and a distruster of a, a kind of like a, a critic of government. Sure. Sure. That's sure. great. That's, sure. Yeah. Um, I think we do have to wrap up. Yeah. But thank you so much for uh, taking your time out of your day to share a bit about your life with us. We learned a lot, um, and we 
really refreshing to learn about a murder that was solved. Yeah, that was fantastic to that it was solved so uh, correctly. Did you yeah. murder your wife? Me? Yeah. I, uh, I certainly, I certainly loved her. Uh, and if you can kill someone with love, then yeah, I, uh, yeah, I loved, I killed my wife with love. I killed my wife with love. But if you're talking about the physical murder that my sons did, they did that. I, I killed my wife, but with love. I'll you, go on the record. You and killed they, your wife. I killed my wife with love. And they, they killed your wife with gutting? Yes. They Are were the ones who did that. Sure. sure. Okay. Some say she was dead with love before she was actually dead. And that was because I killed her with love. I see. Okay. So you killed your wife with love. I did kill my wife. Before you did kill your wife. I did kill my wife. You did kill your wife. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, thank we're you so gonna much. Get Can out I of plug here. something real fast? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, I don't see why not. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We we like to do plugs, so please go ahead and. and uh, um. There's. Uh. So I have a book of all of. Uh, if you like, if you are a fan of our sunken existence, I have an anthology coming out here soon. Um. You can buy it on OurSunkenExistence.com. It's uh, all variations of the, the comic uh, of my wife's crime scene um, with all the different captions. So you can find uh, any of them, such as what my two sons did to the work of two boys to the caption, I killed my wife. Um, and then the follow-up, dot, 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 with love, uh, another famous panel. Um, you can find all of those in the Our Sunken Existence anthology. Excellent. And it's available uh, for five ninety nine. I'm also doing. Uh, I'm also going to be doing a, a Herald show at the IO Theater, um, with uh, with my team Kane and Abel. Um, at we're Fridays at eight thirty. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, great. Well, we're gonna um, skedaddle on out of here, and we got to get out of here. And uh, it was great to meet you. This is yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thank, thank you, you so much for this. Yeah. All right. We will. Uh, we will just. We'll use the door. We'll just use this door right here. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'll. I'll go ahead and let you guys out. Sure. If you Thanks. want. Yeah. Sure. Um, It'd be nice. I feel. Like, can you? Do you? Do you have to get up your from your chair to let us out? Huh? Oh, I can't get up from this chair. I'm paralyzed. <laughs>